0: Ali Sassi tells the story of a church that put up a billboard in a Muslim country. Saying, did you see a man with a white robe? They get a thousand and thousand of calls. They get all those calls because so many Muslims are seeing Jesus in their dreams.
1: They come, God is working. God is calling Muslim from all over the Muslim world.
0: Jesus never promised his followers an easy path in fact he told his disciples that the world would hate them he sent them out as sheep among wolves jesus's words came true in the life of the apostles and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world join host todd nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the voice of the martyrs radio network welcome again to the voice of the martyrs radio my name is todd nettleton and i'm glad that you're with us this week we have a special privilege uh, to hear from a former Muslim who is now walking with Jesus Christ. So we will hear his a little bit of his testimony. We'll also hear about how God is working in the Muslim world. Our guest is Ali Sassi. He is a believer from the country of Tunisia. He is now living in the United States, and he is working with the Crescent Project. Ali, welcome to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio.
1: Thank you, Todd. I want to say thank you to everyone who took the initiative and went to the Muslim world to share the gospel with people there. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Your testimony involves someone giving you a Bible, and your response as a good Muslim was, well, this this has been changed. And so you set about to show him what parts of the Bible had been changed. What happened when you did that?
1: That guy who challenged me, he tasted my faith. So by giving me the Bible and me refused to take it because unholy, holy, he asked me the three questions. Who changed it, why, and when? And that was a challenge. When you look for challenge, I'm your man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he really kind of got in your face and said, okay, tell me, who changed it? When did they change it? Why would they do that?
1: He's, he was smart because I refused it. I said, this book is unholy. I don't want to touch it. And he was so smart to challenge me there and take me that question you know because every muslim knows the bible get corrupt but they never know who did it and which verses get changed and when the timing is important you know because the quran didn't say anything bad about the bible even the prophet of muslims muhammad never say some bad about the 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 bible or the 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 people of the bible always talk highly about them Uh, if you ask any muslim you uh, Automatically, he will say, like, the Bible gets corrupted, Bible, the Bible gets changed. But he doesn't know the answer for that. And the man knows. So he challenged me. And I took that challenge.
0: So what did you do to to prove that the Bible had been changed or to show him, hey, here's where it was changed?
1: I, you know, at first I thought well, that would be easy, you know, just overnight go through <laughs> it, you know, and go back to that guy and tell him, hey, he's in your face. This is the answer. You know, I won the challenge. But it took me. <laughs> I thought it's gonna be it took me overnight, but it was like a day and two days and a week and and weeks and then months and uh, it took me two years to figure out the Bible is the, is the word of God.
0: And in that process, you went to some imams and said, "Hey, uh, you know, tell me where the Bible has changed because I need to go back and tell this guy what is how did the imams respond?" So
1: when when the first nights and first days when I start reading, I didn't find find any the answer. For that guy, I thought maybe because I'm, I'm not a good Muslim. God doesn't want to reveal, you know, what's wrong with the Bible for me. So the answer for that is to go back and be a good Muslim. Being a good Muslim I means do the five prayers, go to the mosque, do the Friday prayer, jama'ah, means go and pray with, with the ummah, with the group in, in the mosque. So start doing that to, to show God I'm, I'm a good Muslim. Maybe he will show me which verses get changed in the Bible. So uh, I went to the mosque and I would have my Bible with me. So in um, the end of the prayer, I approached the, the Imam and he saw the Bible start screaming and yelling. And, and what are you doing with this unholy book in, inside the mosque? And I said, like, man, just I have a couple of questions. <laughs> you know, I will ask you, answer it. I'll be going, you'll be out. And he didn't answer me, but he asked two people to answer me out. <laughs> Outside the mosque, and it S- just happened a couple of times, not just one.
0: So, just the simple act of asking questions at the mosque got you kicked out?
1: I think the fact you have the Bible inside the mosque.
0: But, but it wasn't like you were a believer in the Bible, you were trying to disprove the Bible.
1: But to see a Muslim with the, with the Bible, that threatened them, uh-huh. threatened their beliefs. So, that's what make them crazy. And that's, I think, that's what's happened with the, with couple of imams in my neighborhoods.
0: <laughs> you're not welcome in our mosque if you bring your Bible with, yeah. you. even if you're trying to disprove it. Yeah, don't bring it here. And we don't want anything to do happened, with What's happened?
1: Even I try to go back without the Bible, but because they know that time <laughs> what they know, so I was not welcoming in the in the mosques.
0: Can you talk about the process in your heart and in your mind as you're reading the Bible and you're really looking for fault with it? But then you start to feel like, wait a minute, this is true. This is real. How, do, how did you come to that point?
1: What which touched my heart and, 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 and won me, me back to Jesus is when I started reading the Bible, uh, I was not reading with the heart to, to learn or, or to read the Bible, but that was that my heart was to find the, mis- the mistakes in it, which verses get changed. And God all the time was reading it. It was working in my heart. The salvation by faith. That's the one who win me back. Because in Islam, you work all your life. Hard work. And even though you don't know if you're going to heaven or going to hell, believe he's going to heaven. But when I read that and I find out, you know, we don't have to work hard. Only you have to believe.
0: The work's already done.
1: And I start to realize, if God did, did God need my hard work? <laughs> did God pour? You know? To my good deeds. God has the needs for my good deeds. And I start seeing why, like the, the difference between love of God and fear of God. When you're Christian, you love God. You love God. So all the good deeds you become because you love him. Mm-hmm. When you're Muslim, you fear him. And all the good deeds because you fear him. And you never gonna love a master who you're scared from. So if he scared you, anyone if scared you, you're going to, yes, serve him, but you're never going to love him. And that's, I think, the relationship between Muslim and God.
0: So as you read the Bible, you started to see that difference between a God who I have to be afraid of and I got to do everything just right so he'll be happy with me and a God who says, I love you.
1: You don't have anything to do with. You
0: don't have, you don't have you to know, do you anything. Have to, I love you. You don't me. have to
1: pay me. You know, just come. Just, so, just accept my, my gift.
0: So how did your family respond when you said, I'm not a Muslim anymore, I'm following Jesus Christ?
1: For, for, for the people listening who doesn't know Ali, I'm full of joy and, and happiness. And when I become a Christian, my first reaction is to go back and tell my family and tell my friends and tell all the neighborhoods. So that's what my reaction. So I went to tell my, my, my family and the first reaction of dad was so anger. My mom was crying. My brother and sister was confused. They seen dad angry and mom's crying. My friends, for them I'm dad. They said like they don't want to do anything with me because I'm, I'm not a one of them anymore. You know, uh, I'm not a Muslim anymore so I can be a friend with them. So they uh, reject me. My dad, uh, my dad was, was the hard case because people outside they blaming him. My dad never prayed like a Muslim or never passed. So people are blaming him because they're saying that he didn't teach me the right ways of Islam. He didn't put the love of Islam in my heart. So the, the big pressure was in his back. And all that came back on me, and all the anger and, and, you know, was came back on me and was angry with me. He, says, he said, you're not my son anymore. You reject me. There's people heard about that in the streets and start talking, even in coffee shops. When I go, to, you know, in, in, in our countries, Arab countries, coffee shops is full with people mm-hmm. and loud. But every time I enter a coffee shop, they stop talking because I'm there. And ah. I ask the waiter, what's going on? You know, what's, <laughs> why is People still cry because they're talking about you. (laughs) I remember like women stopped in the street. Women never met. Old women spit in my face and say shame on you. You know, you brought dishonor to your family because all the culture of shame and guilt. You know, so So it was hard. During that
0: time, your father has disowned you. You've got women in the street spitting in your face. Did you ever think about... Maybe I should go back to being a Muslim.
1: I was tired. I was so uh, disappointed in my family reaction, my friends, but never came to me that idea. God gave me a peace and calm. It, it was like amazing. It was amazing. I never I never felt threat. Even people like send letters to radicals, send letters to my my my, my house. They're going to come and kill me every night. My mom find letters. Uh, people are gonna come and kill me. My mom, my mom, believe that, and she spend nights not sleeping because she's watching. People they're gonna come and kill me, but God give me that peace and calm. It was like amazing. It was amazing. It was happiness. People spit in your face and you're like smiling. I was smiling. <laughs> people call you like names and I was smiling. God, God was with me. God, God brought me to Him and. Did, he was with me all the time.
0: Did your family see that difference in you? I mean, did they see that? Hey, we're we just threw this guy out, and he's got a smile on his face, and he's definitely, still happy. Definitely. How definitely, and how did they respond? Definitely. To that? He took
1: he took him long time to to realize that. It took him one year or more, and they saw they saw that's my decision. That's my God, and that's that's the way I choose. You know, to follow God. And in the end, my dad, you know, called me here to him, to to his to his room and talked to me. He was like, sit down and tell me, you know, you're my son and I accept you, but I'm never going to accept your faith.
0: And was that true? Did he never accept it or did he ever come to the point of uh, accepting it?
1: You never know. You know, God knows hearts.
0: Yeah. You know. So how did that make you feel about other believers? Because I know it was a small number of believers in the whole country. But did they kind of become your family?
1: They become my family. The house church, I went to the guy's house. It became my family. It became the support for me. And they were there every time I, have a, I need them. They were there for me. They'll pray for me every night. You know, we'll, we'll meet and read the Bible and, and have a fellowship. And it was amazing. It was amazing.
0: And w- was your story pretty common among that group of, of believers, that all of them had been really kind of kicked out of their homes and were suffering for following Christ. Did that kind of help build that fellowship?
1: Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's in the Muslim world. It's hard when you're not one of them, they kick you out. They don't accept you. They, they feel like, uh, you know, you're not one of the ummah anymore. So you're out. And if you're out, you never get back. But with my story, people saw the happiness, saw the change in me. So, Even my friends, they come back and they accept me again. People saw I'm changed to the better. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That was the key for that. And this was Christ. You know, when Christ came to your your life, he will change you to the better.
0: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Ali Sassi. He is a believer from Tunisia, and he is a worker for the Crescent Project. Ali, tell me about your ministry now. What do you do to help American believers like me— Reach out to Muslims.
1: I'm an area coordinator. I'm trying to, to equip and inspire the church to reach Muslim here in America. Because here they, they, you have a good opportunity to reach the gospel with them. Here they're away from what, 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 what I have in Tunisia, away from the pressure of the family, the pressure of the culture, the, the shame and guilt. Here they have freedom to hear you. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling to all... Christians here, go and make friends, you know, go and build the bridges of hope and share the gospel with him, with them here because they have a good opportunity. Don't be afraid. Like go talk to a co-worker from, from Pakistan, from India, from Morocco, you know, go and meet your family, the family next, next door from Tajikistan, from Muslim country. You'll see them. They everywhere. Don't be afraid. Just go. You know, they need friends. So go I build a friendship and and, and meet them and, and and you know
0: here here's the uh, the response of of many of my American Christian friends. Well, you know, I'd love to go talk to them, but I don't know enough about the Quran to be able to witness to them. How do you answer that question? You know,
1: we have resources in America. We have a lot of resources go on cross and, and and find out resources. Come in and voice of murder, we have resources. We have resources. Just you know, uh, look for us and we will equip you and inspire you to go and share the gospel with Muslims here in America. And one of our resources is 6 weeks DVD called Bridges. You can do it with your group in your church, even with your family.
0: I am a huge huge fan of the Bridges curriculum. It is the best material on witnessing to Muslims. Uh, And in six weeks, it's great for a Sunday school class. I actually led my Sunday school class through it at one point in time. It's great for a small group, a home group. If you think, well, you know, I live in a small town and there aren't any Muslims in my town, replace the word Muslim with unbeliever. And it's a great curriculum for reaching out to unbelievers because it just gives you Uh, the heart, and it gives you the knowledge to be able to go out, strike up a conversation, and reach out. What is it about the gospel that is most appealing? You talked about in your own life this idea that, hey, it's not about what I do, it's about Jesus loves me. Is that true for most Muslims, or is is there a consistent theme that really resonates with the hearts of Muslims, about Jesus and about the gospel.
1: The verse who win me to back to God," is like, "You will know the truth and the truth will send you free." So I'm sure Muslim, they do, they, like, they will love to hear the truth. Don't be afraid. Most of Muslims, they never read the Bible. Most of Muslim, they never heard about salvation by faith. It's good to go there and share the gospel with them.
0: How much do we have to know about Islam to do that?
1: You you don't you don't have to be a theologian, Muslim theology, or to have a degree in, in Islamic or you know theology to to share the gospel with Muslim. You know, just like a little bit of love, a lot of passion, relationship, relationship.
0: And this is a a theme that has come up as we've talked about this over the last two years. Reaching out to Muslims, a lot of it is go have tea go have your children play together at the park, strike up a conversation, reach out, just build a friendship. You don't have to, like you say, you don't have to have a doctorate in you know Quranic theology. You need to be able to say, hello, how are you? And all of us can do that.
1: What I'm saying, they they, weigh, they far away from home, from their family, from this the support they need. So any love, any compassion from you guys, that will help a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of Muslim. They never met a Christian. They never have a relationship with an American. Never get invited for dinner or, or just invite them. Invite them even for Thanksgiving dinner, you know. Show them the, the generosity of uh, for Christians. You'll win them. You will win their heart when just being passionate about and friendly. Amen. Amen.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Tunisia. What is the status of the church now in Tunisia?
1: So I left Tunisia before the revolution. Before the revolution, Tunisia was Muslim country, but Muslim by name. People more opening-minded, and all the radicals, they live overseas. So after the revolution, Tunisia changed a lot because all the radicals came from overseas back. <laughs> And now they're fighting to bring Tunisia back down. But it's hard because Tunisians, they're so upper-minded and educated. So it's a hard fight for the Muslim radicals, people who, who the close-minded, who come back to Tunisia. Tunisia, yes, gets changed a lot. When I, last time I went there, it changed a lot. But still, God winning people back to his, his glory, you know. So last time when I visit Tunisia and I sat down with my pastor and other pastors and asked them about what's going on in church and they're being like amazed how, how many new believers came to the church, how many people the Islam and came to the church. People seeing, seeing the truth, seeing the light. And, and, the,
0: and what role is ISIS playing in that? Because I know, you know, ISIS is a big deal here. I'm sure it's an even bigger deal there, next door to Libya, some of the places where ISIS holds sway, how is that affecting the spread of the gospel?
1: What ISIS doing in, in, in the Muslim world, not only in Tunisia, is addressing Islam, showing the real face of Islam. So you not find any more people saying, no, Islam is a peaceful uh, religion is uh, all about love. No, not a, not a more of flies anymore. People start seeing that. Yeah, that's Islam. This is how Islam conquer North Africa is by sword, by killing. And that's what make people fleeing Islam and looking for, uh, for Jesus.
0: And, and because of that, the church is growing.
1: It's growing. It's, it's, you can't believe how many people saw new faces every time I go to church in Tunisia, how many new faces I, I see. And uh, there's a lot of people came to church and get baptized. Even when we went there, I, I saw like four or five people get baptized.
0: Wow. It's every day. It's daily. Talk a little bit about the significance of baptisms, the, the fact that you were there and saw people being baptized what does that mean in the Muslim world when a person from a Muslim background makes that step of, of being baptized?
1: So uh, before, before I explain that, I heard the story. You remind me of a story. A guy took a Muslim man to, to baptize him. He explained what, what, what being baptized means. He said they're going to go down in the water, you die, and then you come alive. <laughs> so the guy believed he's going to die. You're going to drain him.
0: <laughs>
1: You're going to get drained under the water, <laughs> die, and then,
0: and then come, come back. alive
1: again, come back from there <laughs> <dead>
0: again. <laughs> so it's important to explain the, the <laughs> spiritual principle <laughs> here.
1: If, if you know about Islam, if you know about the Islamic theology, when you uh, leave uh, Islam, you become uh, mul'had. They call them Ahl al-Ridda. You left Islam and the judgment the judgment for that is to be get killed even if you go back to islam you have to get killed so it's it's it's, it's
0: so it's when a muslim convert is baptized they know that yeah. i mean they know they're saying i might get killed for this yeah. does that does that change the spirit in the service uh, do, i mean i think of baptisms here it's a great celebration of god's work i'm sure it's that too But it's also that extra seriousness of, hey, these people are saying, I'm willing to die for this.
1: If you went to a wedding, an Arab wedding party, that's how it would be in Tunisia. It's, 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 It's fully party because they know the risk of that. They know the joy of that. You know, it's amazing.
0: How can we pray for the people of Tunisia and especially for the church there, for our Christian brothers and sisters there?
1: And this is, uh, like, like you mentioned, we are close to Libya and ISIS is so close to Tunisia. It's by the border now, they say in ISIS, so close because they kicked from, from the big cities in Libya and now they, with the border in Tunisia. So we, let's, let's, I want I everyone to, to join me to, to pray for protection in the Christian lives there. Because it's not easy, it's not easy to become a Christian in Muslim world. Like we said earlier, you're playing for your life. It's, it's life matter. And people happy to lose their life there for Christ. But let's uh, pray for, for protection and, and strength that the Holy Spirit keep keep working in their heart and use them for the glory of his name.
0: Amen. We've been talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Ali Sassi. He is a believer from Tunisia, and he's an area coordinator for the Crescent Project uh, Ali, as we finish up, one, one more question. Why do you think Christians in America are so fearful of sharing their faith with Muslims?
1: You know, I, I uh, promised myself not to go there. But <laughs> you, open, you open it. I'm the, asking. What's, what's happening in news and, and, and all the politician and It's hard to come and, and, and put all that fear in an American hearts about Muslims, you know. They come to kill us. They come to apply Sharia in our country, in our land. I'm not saying that's, you know, that's not a um, a fair, you know, fear. But God asked us to go and share the hope and and not to to, to fear of that, not to get scared or to love them more. Mm -hmm. I hear people like say, let's go kill them all. And these people's Christians, like ask yourself what Jesus did. Did Jesus kill them all? No, Jesus saved them all. Jesus healed them all. Jesus waked them from the death all. That's Jesus. There's a, there's a story. Every Muslim knows this story. God sent a, send a, uh, a verse in Quran that said, means he became grumpy when he saw a blind guy. Because Muhammad did that. A blind, a blind person came to Muhammad for help. But Muhammad you know, changed his face to not to look his face. Because he is like, uh, how he you say that in his eye? like Disfigured. Disfigured, or, disfigured or, yeah. in his eye. And God sent letters. In, in the Quran, that's what the Quran says. Saying that's wrong what he did. But Jesus, same, same story. But when the blind came to Jesus, what Jesus did.
0: He called him forward. He said, come. Come, come to me.
1: I want to see you. I want to see you close to me. I want to look to her face. What he did, he, he healed him. He gave him his, his vision back. I'm not asking Christian here in America to be fearless or to bring, bring you know, death people to life, you know, or bring vision to, to, to blinds. No, just love them. Give them a chance to feel the happiness, to be safe. Give them that feeling. Muslim is a victim. They're not the problem. Islam is the problem. Muslim is victims. We need to free them from Islam.
0: Amen. Amen. Uh, Ali, one of the things that, that is frustrating to us here at Voice of the Martyrs is the the picture that the media paints of what's going on in the Middle East, what's going on in the Muslim world is uh, death and violence and destruction and bombings. They never mention the fact that God's doing some pretty amazing things in that part of the world. Share, share some of what God's doing that the media is never going to tell us about.
1: I heard this story. There's a Christian church who put this um, billboard, billboard. Billboard, yeah saying, did you see a man with a white robe? And they get a thousand and thousand of call because people seen that dreams. They come, God is working. God is calling Muslim from all over the Muslim world.
0: And as we talked about, he's using ISIS to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's using ISIS to help Muslims see the true face of Islam.
1: Everything will work for good. Amen. For all who loves it.
0: God. Yeah. Ollie, it's been a great blessing to have you this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for sharing your testimony with us today.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. If you want to connect online with The Crescent Project, you can find them at crescentproject.org. Crescentproject.org. If you want to listen to this interview again, you can find us online at vomradio.net. You can also subscribe to our podcast there. There are links for that. There are every episode that we've ever had you can listen to online. Again, that website is VOMradio.net. When a gospel worker named Steve went to the mission field, he didn't realize how much time he'd have to stay on his knees.
1: When we first went into the ministry, I have to tell you the truth, I wasn't big on praying.
0: But once he got to Southeast Asia, he realized how much he needed to seek God's protection from spiritual attack. We are surrounded by spirit worshipers because this tribal group in these countries, they they are strong in spirit worship. I hope you'll be back next week to join us as we hear more from Steve about what God is doing in Southeast Asia. Come back and join us next time right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.